Do you like country music? Head down to Morris, Manitoba July 25th, 26th, and 27th for the Howl at the Moon Festival. This year's festival features a number of high-profile acts, including Lone Star, Emerson Drive, and Dean Brody, as well as a host of local Manitoba artists such as Greg Arcade, Franny Klein, Aaron Starr, Chris Michael, and many, many more. The festival started as an event to bring a huge opportunity to local Manitoba artists by having everyone sharing a huge bill, and it's only grown since its inception. There will be shuttle buses from various locations if you can't drive, there's camping, day passes are available, weekend-long festival passes are available, and a lot more. You can find tickets and more information at howlatthemoonfest.com, and be sure to follow the festival on Facebook or Instagram. This is my dad's podcast, but he's too sick to talk right now, so I'm recording the intro. This episode of Witch Police Radio is an interview with Corey Falvo, the creator of Fringe production Commando, the radio play. It's a live read of the classic Arnold Schwarzenegger film, Commando, with live sound effects by Corey and a ridiculous amount of props. Which police doesn't usually cover fringe festival plays and probably won't again. This one, admittedly, is a bit of a stretch for the podcast, but the live sound effects element kind of fits in with the format. Also, Corey and my dad worked together almost 20 years ago at a crappy part-time job. Enjoy the show. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Park Theatre, Winnipeg's premier concert and event venue. If you want to find out all the great shows they have coming up, go to myparktheater.com. You're listening to Garbage Show, Winnipeg's first podcast network. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm back in the food court. It's been a while. <laughs> this is kind of the second home of the show in that I do a lot of interviews on my lunch breaks, and uh, I'm glad this worked out. Uh, we're talking about something a little bit different today. Um, you know, usually the show is interviewing local musicians and bands and people tangentially related to the music scene, but what you're doing is uh, it's a fringe play, mm-hmm. and I have not yet had anyone over the years related to anything fringe related on the show so it's kind of cool i don't want to go too deep into fringe because there's so many shows every year and i expect that i don't open the door to everyone calling contact me but we kind of know each other yeah i mean we worked we worked together 20 years ago almost now yeah and uh so when you told me you were doing this this project i thought it would be a cool one to talk about on the podcast yeah no thank you and i'm I'm very excited to do it i'm glad uh, i'm glad we can yeah for sure for sure so i think maybe the best way to just start this is if you want to introduce yourself and then what you're doing and then we can sort of go from there sure Uh, my name is Corey falvo i'm a i'm a local comedian and writer and uh pretty much a jack of all trades and uh i am i'm producing commando the radio play in this week's this uh year yeah this year's fringe because every week i just be oh god (laughs) um but uh yeah so it's a radio play based on the 1985 movie commando with arnold schwarzenegger (laughs) right right how, how did you pick commando as the (laughs) <laughs> the subject of this. So I I knew I wanted to do a radio play, and I've always wanted to do something like that. And the idea of doing it live and having it performed and with 
live sound effects yeah, yeah. always seem really cool. But uh, I I didn't know what to do, and then I was just like, you know, why don't I do instead? Because I read old scripts, and then I was like, why don't I just take a modern movie and yeah. adapt it? And then I don't know why, but Commando popped into my head first, <laughs> and immediately after I thought of that, I thought of uh, the fa one of the scenes where guy gets killed by a pipe going through him and steam right, pops out. Right. Like, How would I do that sound effect? Okay. And, and that got me really excited from there because there's a lot of really fun deaths. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, lots of action noises and stuff, right? Going on. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So it just it, it just kind of clicked and it was like, no, this is this is the movie. I didn't I never thought, oh, I should do this one instead. Like yeah. it just naturally fell that way. Are you a big Arnold Schwarzenegger fan? Uh, I'm big enough. Like I yeah. enjoy his movies and I, I enjoy Commando. Um, I don't know that I'm obsessed with it. I can't do an Arnie voice myself. Right, right. But I, I, I definitely have enjoyed his stuff over the years. Do you have someone doing the Arnie voice as part of the part of the play? Yeah, we have uh, Will O'Donnell, who I worked with before on a on a cable access show okay. called Week Thus Far. And, oh yeah, I remember uh, that show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he, he does a lot of voice acting work and stuff, and he's been in movies like he's he was in that Netflix movie that they filmed there with okay. Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's going to be doing our Arnold. Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, like. Have you run into challenges because that's such an action-heavy movie? Yes. In terms of you know telling the story through dialogue and stuff, it, it, does it work? I mean, it, I mean, must if you're doing it, right? But yeah, I mean, at this point, too, too <laughs> late to turn back. Yeah. Um, yeah, lots of challenges because that's also that's a modern movie. Yeah. Modern. Modernish. <laughs> I mean, it's the 80s, 80s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And trying to do it in a radio play, which is you know typically stuff you would hear back in the 50s. Totally. Stuff. Yeah. So it's like, how do you do a machine gun or an explosion? Yeah. yeah. Because that's a big part of it, or a car chase and we, we've managed to kind of replicate that as best we can using mechanical stuff and um, like there's a part where someone gets kicked into an electric fence right and uh, <laughs> and like just yesterday I was like oh I got it I know how we can do that okay. and so things are still kind of coming coming to me so like that's a big challenge is the sounds is how do you how do you make this close enough and how to the original sound the yeah. actual sound and how do you make it fun sure too sure. because um, even though I'm saying it's a radio play, like we know everyone's going to be sitting there watching us. So yeah. You want to use props and stuff that are good. So there's a visual element, even though it's yeah. 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 And then you have to also make sure that somebody who hasn't seen Commando and isn't sitting there going, "Oh, this is that part." Yeah, yeah. Like they have to be able to follow. So you have to change the dialogue to be like, to be like, "Hi, uh, oh, it's Cook. He's oh, here." Oh, introduce now. the characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's a lot of that, and we have a small cast, and fortunately, like they're they're all people who can do multiple voices. Sure. Sure. That was what we were looking for. Are you doing the effects, like the sound effects, live, or is it pre-recorded? All of it's live. Nice. So um, there's there's nothing, no person using QLab. We don't have a, a tech yeah. uh, up in the booth or anything. It's so how much how much stuff do you have? Like, is there a whole box full of uh, shakers and noisemakers and other things? Or? Yeah. Like right now, my living room is a it's, it's a goddamn mess. <laughs> like we we built a door and we have like things hanging from it that are mounted just so we can get at them as well as. Uh, as just like a bunch of stuff from a, uh, from a woodshed okay, that, uh, okay. that I grabbed. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, lots of props. I, I don't know exactly, but it's got to be over 50. Like there, there's a lot, probably even 75, oh, wow. 100, yeah. So people will see you doing this as the, yeah? Yes, You're not behind a curtain or anything? You're, you're no, not at all. They will see me struggling and sweating. <laughs> we had two rehearsals yesterday. We had to turn off the air conditioner. It was too loud, so yeah. I could hear, and it was like, I, I was just sweating at the end and from running around. And yeah, stuff, yeah, no, so. no, yeah. And there's a lot of like multiple sound effects one after the other, so it's a lot of me being trying to be organized. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Have you done a fringe play before? I have. Okay. Uh, I've done two with a sketch group called President Bear. Uh, we did that a couple years ago, and then I think the year before that. And um, so 
we've, we've, me and uh, all of my cast members, uh, one of them is Sam McLean from D&D Improv. Okay. So he's a fringe veteran, as well as uh, Kathy Herbert, who is in Present Bear with me and has also done a bunch of other sort of plays. Yeah, yeah, cool, so. cool. This is obviously a bit different, though. I mean, in the sense that it's an audio drama, right? Yeah, it's it's very different. I mean, going from sketches where, yeah, like all the, I had done all the sound effects for that, but it was yeah. all pre-recorded, it was all stuff I found. Yeah, that's so, totally different, yeah, yeah. Very much so, and, um, and I think that this is a bit more niche. Like, when you come out with a sketch group, that can be hit or miss. And sure, so sure. It's a lot harder to get people out, whereas this has actually been nice in that people know what it is instantly. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, Finnell the Film, for sure, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and it's enough to pique interest. So um, it's, it's different, but I feel it's in a good way in okay. a lot of ways. Okay. Since it's an audio medium, maybe I know it's live in front of an audience, but yeah. are you planning on recording it and making that available for people to hear who maybe missed the show or, or want to hear it again? I would like to, I would like to record it just for, um, for posterity's sake, just, just to like, have it for my, myself. Yep. I would definitely consider like putting it up if I liked it that much or even you know traveling with it considering sure, yeah, yeah. all the garbage I have right now <laughs> that I've picked up off the street yeah so um, but yeah because that would be cool like if I once I'm if I finish with it and I'm not going to do it again yeah then why not just post yeah, it online totally, yeah. and make it available to people get yeah. footage is there I mean do you see kind of a future in doing more of these if, if this does well uh, maybe like I, I like the idea but at the same time like if you know, we were talking about, oh, maybe next year do Demolition Man or right, something. Yeah, yeah. But then I thought, like, yeah, but th then it's kind of just me using the same sound sure, effects. Sure, sure, yeah, much... the gunshot sounds and the explosion sounds and stuff, yeah. Exactly, yeah. so how much different can I make it? Because uh, as much as we did adapt the script, I don't know if it's that different that, um, I like, Commando's not a very good movie. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but that's part of the appeal, right? That, that is part of the appeal. I mean, it is, it's probably the quintessential campy movie. Totally, yeah. And I think one of the best Arnold movies for his one-liners and stuff. Yeah, no doubt, yeah. Uh, so, to me, it's like having, uh, you know, would, it, would we have kind of that sophomore slump? Would it, would it be as cool or interesting or fresh right. as new? Or are people bored by it after they've seen the first one kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. but it's something not to consider. Like, if the right movie came up, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, it just seems like a lot of work uh, preparing the whole thing and then... And then you do a few shows, and then what? Like you have a room full of stuff. Yeah, exactly. I have no idea what I'm going to do with that <laughs> after. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, how how edited is the the script? Because I mean, time wise, right? You don't have the full two hours or so to, or do you? No, no, not at all. Uh, so the original script is an hour and forty five minutes, okay. and we have an hour slot. Okay. And you don't want to go over that hour at right. all. Right. Yeah. So sure. You, sure. You make it as as uh, tight as you can, and uh, so it's pretty edited because there's also a lot of things that don't really play well as radio sure. or just aren't essential like the whole introduction is just um, John Matrix the, the star uh, Arnold's character yeah. all of his men getting killed and it's just a montage of that and no one's really talking no one's saying right. anything so how, how do you show you you can't yeah, yeah. oh I mean we have a narrator kind of cut in every now and then but you can't just have the narrator be like and then this other person you don't know takes out their garbage oh no machine guns sure sure yeah. uh, so like cutting that or moving things around or also fixing a lot of the bad dialogue yeah because there, there's things that don't make sense so it, it's it's edited I think that like the perfect demographic is people who've seen the movie two years ago right um, so, so they remember the story a bit but they don't necessarily like diehard fans of it yeah and I don't think like we we tried to remain as faithful as possible and keep all the important stuff in so I don't think anything's going to be lacking sure. in that regard but still if you really want to like go frame by frame and, and say like wait yeah. wait they didn't do this that's yeah that's, you know yeah. 
that's that's well then we can talk about it. I would love to have that conversation yeah, yeah. about why you feel that I should have kept in uh, their trip to the warehouse where nothing happened. Right, right. So, How many times have you had to watch Commando just in preparing for this? Probably a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've definitely watched it like uh, at least eight to ten times just <laughs> in the past few months. And fortunately, it's very rewatchable. Uh, but like my first draft of the script was me just writing it out from memory. Okay. Just to kind of see like, okay, what's important, what's stuck with me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then later on do a much more transcribed edit. Sure. But, um, but I've watched it a lot. It's still, and it holds up for you? Like, are you not sick of it at this point? No, not at all. Like, I, I it's, fortunately it's paced well enough that you okay. don't get bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think a lot of those action movies are, those big dumb action movies, right? They are, that's, that's what they're for. It's just popcorn entertainment, so it's not going to have long, slow, dramatic scenes. It's going to be just boom, boom, action, action, all, action. All the drama is confined to just him in a car with uh, Cindy, the, the, the heroine, I guess right. you could say. And, uh, and them just driving. So it's always like a 30 second of him being really emotional. Like they've cut out a lot. Like they're yeah, supposed to have a love yeah. scene in the movie, but they're like, this is too awkward. <laughs> just, just go more shooting. Yeah, yeah. No, just, yeah. yeah, exactly. Is the live performance of it, are they just kind of like a table read sort of setting or are they going to be actually acting anything out? Uh, it is just going to be a table read. So they're, yeah. they're going to have their scripts with them. It's kind of based off uh, of MTC's It's a Wonderful Life that okay. they do uh, the radio play of uh, around Christmas time. So they will have their scripts with them. Uh, I mean, they're encouraged, of course, to be dynamic and not read like robots. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. And yeah. They're all very expressive actors, so so they're good. But it's not going to be like no one's going to be pulling out a fake gun or anything. Yeah, yeah. Like that. So I guess you're the visual entertainment doing all the sound effects in the background, right? Yeah, I'd like to think so. I mean, I, I'm not going to tell them this, but I think I'm the star. Right. So that's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Go yeah, yeah. So has this all been? I mean, I know you're doing the sound part. Have you put this all together yourself, or have you had kind of input from the other people involved on the way? Uh, I have had input. I, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a control freak in that a lot of it is me just going, you guys go home, but at the same time, like, we'll, we'll have a rehearsal. We, we've definitely gone back and forth, and it's, it's great. I don't think I don't think you can do a project like this or anything just solely on your own, and I yeah. love bouncing ideas. So it's it's been good. I mean, for the most part, I've, I do the administrative stuff. That's just how I work. I like yeah. organizing. But, uh, no, they've been, they've been great, and, uh, like, some of the suggestions... Um, have come from them and, and it's really helped because when you're just one person you're like this seems like a great idea yeah like, no and then when you actually try it it doesn't yeah yeah exactly for sure how, how different is this I guess from what you're you're used to I mean this has got to be a totally new area for you isn't it or yeah normally I'm used to yeah, you're doing comedy right yeah yeah normally I'm used to talking and uh, I mean my bit that you're not gonna hear me talk through the whole thing I, right. I, I think it's much better if I don't do a voice if I don't do anything and uh, so it's kind of different in that way, just that I have to shut up, <laughs> uh, and I'm yeah. not used to that. So, um, it, it, I also, you know, to me, the humor is in finding the right, the right props and sound effects, sure. and and, um, and making it as visually interesting, even though I am just like ringing a bell or something. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, it kind of flexes the brain in a different way. It's kind of like, you know, as a musician, you know, instead of writing a writing a, a ballad or yeah. something with poetry and stuff like that, just writing uh, elevator music. Sure, I, I don't sure. Know. It's, it's some of the exercise from the same muscles, but just in a different setting, right? Yeah, yeah, which I think, you know, doing something like this will make me a better writer and, sure, and or sure. make me a better performer. I, I Do you feel that there's, like, elements of comedy that you've put into the script that maybe weren't there? Oh, yeah, initially? absolutely. Like, we've put in a couple of lines that, uh, you know, are really goofy because there's definitely parts where, like, I would react if I was a, a person in that situation, yeah. or like, yeah, like the whole mall scene, um, 
so here, here's a very, here's an edit. Here's an example of like taking the movie and changing. In the movie, uh, Cindy, the character, agrees to help Arnold. Yeah. And then, then completely betrays him immediately and gets mall security. And I was like, well, it doesn't make sense for her to be like, yes, I'll help you. No, I won't because the script, her, her emotions, the way her motivations go up and down. Right. So. Rather than do that, we just had mall security arrest Arnold because he's being creepy in the Build-A-Bear, which, <laughs> which I think plays better. She's saying it out loud. I'm like, that's not funny. But like uh, in the actual play, it was like, how do we get the security and we still get Cindy to do that? Right. Um, especially because it, so so elements like that, like there, there's some humor there. Or Sully has to go to the mall. In the movie, he does it because he's doing a business deal with someone who doesn't have a name. Right. Has no reason. And to you be can't there. really portray that, yeah. Yeah, and it's not interesting. It's just it's just muddying up the work. So we just we just said like he gets off the phone with the evil boss, and the boss asks him to go pick up something at the mall. Okay. It's it's a cheat. Yeah. yeah. But we made kind of a joke of that, and um, and so. You know, lots of lots of editing, putting in humor because the movie didn't take itself too seriously. We're not right. going to take it too seriously. Right. Uh, and you have a number, like there's a number of shows you're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, are you kind of expecting to, to tweak it as you go along too, like with the oh, sound effects and stuff? And absolutely, because once you get out there, um, like our first show is on a Wednesday, and then we have two days of nothing. Right. Uh, so I mean, I am probably going to lie awake all, every night just being <laughs> like, "Oh, I should have done this." Yeah, what yeah. About this? What went wrong with this? And yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I'm a constant tweaker, so I I will be doing that. Like, okay. I will not stop. Okay. And. I guess, like, how are you going to have all your stuff set up? Do you have, like, a table just full of uh, equipment, or, or what's the... Yeah, like, so I have, a, I have like, a microphone. I have a mixer that's, like, on my end, just so okay. I can have a bit of control uh, for certain things. And um, and so, yeah, I just have a table and uh, and my script where I'm, I have notes, like, okay. throw right, this here, out this when happens. you're done. Yeah, yeah, Get yeah. rid of this, because uh, I have to clear the table and constantly put it up, <laughs> or, or be like, okay, prep for the heist, sure. and prep for that. What was the uh, hardest sound effect to replicate? Oh, um, okay, the electric, oh, you know what, uh, I'd say the electric fence was pretty hard, but that's just recent. I think the thing is there's a rocket launcher. Yeah, yeah. Where she fires a rocket launcher at a, at a police truck, Okay. and then it, it gets in an accident. So I have to do four sound effects together just to recreate a rocket launcher hitting oh, a the thing, whole sequence and then yeah. it crash. Yeah. So it's very, very fast, and it's very, like, like um, it's four different, very creative things. I think okay. that like I had to seem. I have to. That's what I'm rehearsing when I'm at home. Right. I, I'm like, okay, pick up this, spray this, drop this, do this, and uh, and so it's complicated in that way. And yeah. If I pull it off, it'll be great. Yeah. When I pull it off, it's great. But if I don't, then it just looks like. I'm dumb, and I only have two hands and four props. Right, right. But I, I guess like that might even if you screw something up, it kind of adds to the humor of it too, right? If they see you kind of struggling in the background, trying to find things, and yes, yeah, it kind of. Uh, I imagine that would be make it funnier to watch than than if it was just you know hitting play on a laptop or something. Oh yeah, for sure. And and uh, I mean, I think that's part of the fun. Sometimes it's fun to see people fail. Totally, yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially which, in a live setting like that too. Especially yeah. in a live yeah. thing, especially with like it, it, with comedy and watching yeah. watching people screw up and say stuff. And and I also have like. A, Everyone on my team has done improv okay. in some way, so I, you know what, if I... So they can handle it if something goes wrong, right? Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I'm playing a melodica in it, so okay. if I pass out from blowing into a melodica, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, the show will go on. It'll still be good, it'll be hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that's but awesome. Even without me. How many shows are you doing? Well, we're going to be doing eight shows, I believe, throughout the Fringe. Is that fairly standard for Fringe? 
Yeah, yeah. Typically, you'll get like eight or nine. Um, okay. And uh, if you have like your own venue, then you can kind of you can have a show every night if right, you want. Right, right. But uh, we just went in the lottery, so we only have eight shows. Okay. Yeah, it's funny with Fringe. I always every year I intend to go. I always look at the list and I find ones I want to go to, and then it just never happens for whatever reason. I mean, I have been obviously, but just. Uh, I guess, how do you make this stand out? I mean, the name alone, I think, probably will appeal to people, but there's so many shows, and I think that's part of the problem for me, is that every year I look at the, uh, you know, whatever it's called, the agenda of all the, all the people playing, and all the performances, and I think, oh, these look great, but I don't know which one I want to go to, and then I don't go to anything. So, like, I mean, I see you got the handbills and stuff right here, but... Yeah. How do you kind of get the get the word out about about the show and about what it is? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm you're doing, doing it now, this, I guess. I'm yeah, doing yeah. this right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking to everyone I can, and uh, and social media has been kind of big because yeah. that's a big part of the fringe now. Um, that and just because I do do comedy and I do perform, right. trying to let people know it. I mean, fortunately enough, I think that just Commander the Radio Play, it's a hook. It is for people sure. People yeah. know it's yeah. very much fringe bait. Whereas yeah. like my old uh, sketch group, President Bear, was a bit more like ambiguous. Yeah. And uh, and we had not so much out of following, but people know, knew of us and we still had to struggle. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of hand billing and stuff and that's the nature of it. As for um, getting someone like yourself, I don't know. Yeah. What, what do I do? Um, well, I don't know either. <laughs> that's the yeah. problem, right? I mean, like, like you said, the name of it is, is a hook already, right? I mean, like when you when you sent me the information about it, I, that made me want to talk to you about it for sure. Yeah. And if it had been just a sketch show, I don't know if I would have been as interested because I'm not really a sketch comedy guy, right? But, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. It's a... Uh, I guess maybe I feel like Fringe is always daunting, the amount of shows and the variety of them and just knowing, because if you pick a bad one, you're kind of stuck there, <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Like you're stuck there for an hour watching something that, you, that maybe you should have gone to see something else, right? Oh, absolutely. But you know what? That's also kind of the fun part, too. True. Yeah, yeah. Like, like sometimes I love going, taking a chance on something and being yeah, like, oh, yeah. this is amazing or this is bad. But the big thing is, you know what? Word of mouth is good. Like reviews are always good, and that's a good idea. Yeah, but, yeah. but also just talk to people, and, and they'll tell you like, "Oh, I saw." And it was great, and then you should go check it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because people are going to get really excited, and you're going to take a chance. Like I, I, I've often compared like fringe shows to being like just finding a finding an old punk rock cassette tape totally. in the bathroom totally. at, at the cavern, yeah. and being like, "What's this?" And being like, "This is great." Yeah. I mean, <laughs> or it's horrible, but either way, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. But either way, like yeah. you, you get that experience. So I, I'm my pitch to anyone who's like I don't know about the fringe or something just open the book yeah. really see what appeals to you and I mean you can also look at what has this person done before absolutely have yeah. they been successful yeah. um, and that'll give you a bit more of a, a bit more of insight but for the most part it's really something we're taking a chance is uh, yeah. kind of encouraged well yeah I guess if someone's seen you do comedy before they have an idea of what your sense of humor is and yeah. they maybe this will appeal to them that way mm -hmm. yeah uh, um, does this give you ch time to go to fringe shows yourself or are you completely swamped with putting this thing on Fortunately, like once you're kind of like you've done your tech rehearsal, yeah. you've hauled all the props there. There's not much more to do except for handbill. Right. And uh, so I do get to check out a lot of French shows. So that's it's easy for me to be like, oh yeah, you should all go and it's wonderful and just. But because I'm there and I'm I'm living it. Yeah, you're right embedded right into it, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I. I I do think that, like, yeah, I, I get to see a lot of stuff and, and get to experiment. And I mean, I have a lot of friends that do stuff. In yeah, the shows. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's it's kind of nice being immersed in that. I mean, it's a festival. If you do folk festival, it's the same kind of thing. Sure. Just you're buried in this culture. And, yeah, and you have to try and maximize your your what you're seeing based on the, the lineup. Yeah. You know, do I support a friend or do I take a chance on something else? Right. Do, I do this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
What is the, uh, just out of curiosity, what's the process for getting into the Fringe Festival? You mentioned the lottery. Mm -hmm. did, did they just literally pull names out of the, the people who submitted? That, that's pretty much it. So if anyone's like, I have an idea and I want to yeah. do a Fringe show, I would say um, do some research first because yeah, it, is, yeah. it is something where you are putting money on it. I will say that. Oh right, yeah, you got to pay to submit, right? So yeah, yeah. So then, oh, you're serious. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's. I think it was like seven hundred and fifty dollars, but basically, okay. you just sign up, and then they draw your name from a hat in your production company, and and then they take your money. Yeah. And of uh, <laughs> and I will say, like, if you have an idea and and you're like, I don't know if this is good, I don't know if I'll make back my money. Sometimes, I. I've been in bad friend shows, and you know, yeah. you've always the money. You won't lose the money. You'll just lose the time that you sure. spend on it. Well, yeah, it's such a popular event that people will go to see everything, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You will. You will get enough people as long as you know. Just don't shit the bed. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, and you'll be okay. Uh, but uh, it's not. It's it's daunting, but it's not hard to to get into. It's yeah. more just like making sure that you're prepared. Right, because right. it's like planning a wedding where all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, do we now need, it's here, yeah. do we need centerpieces? I forgot about that. So yeah. you need to like really... Well, especially with this with all the props you need for the sound effects, you got to make sure you have all that together. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, my, my first experience with The Fringe was just I had a friend putting on a show and uh, he, he asked me to do tech right. for him. So I just, with a CD player, sit th sat there and hit play for the sound effects. And um, that was a good experience, watching him struggle and sure. suffer and have this horrible sure. time. Yeah, yeah. While I just, you know, went with the CD and put it in and hit play. Um, but that was good because it prepared me. So I think if you're interested, get involved, talk yeah. to someone about stage managing or just, uh, you know, see by the behind the scenes thing. But uh, other than that, like, the actual process is not... It's not hard to get into. Okay, that's, that's good to know because I, I never, I always wondered because you always see people from all of the world taking part in it, right? And there's so many shows that there's got to be obviously some kind of vetting process that yeah, make sure. <laughs> not as much as you think. No, no, apparently not. <laughs> um, so I'm not gonna make you read out all the dates, but where can people find out the kind of information about the show, who's in it, and, and where they can see the live performance? Okay, so you can uh, you can follow us online. You can search for us on Facebook at, at Commando the Radio Play, okay. um, or on Instagram and Twitter at Commando T R P, okay. as in the radio, the radio play. play. And uh, we're going to be, uh, the whole fringe is from July 17th to 28th. Our first show, which we're hoping is big, yeah. is uh, July 17th at 10. Okay. So, so that's the opening night of the fringe? Yep, that's the opening night of the fringe, and we're the late, we're 10 p.m., so okay. it's later, so no one's going to be working. So um, we really hope that uh, everyone comes out. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's it. We're on the social media, and okay. we're, we're plugging away, making us known. What venue are you at? We're at Venue 11, which is the Centennial Concert Hall Rehearsal Hall. Okay. So we're actually uh, on on the back of the Centennial Concert Hall. The entrance is on Lily Street. Oh, cool. Okay. I don't think I've ever been to that one. Yeah, I've been to the Concert Hall, but I don't think I've been to the rehearsal hall. No, one. it's brand new. Oh, cool. Cool. That's just exciting then. I guess you get to test out a new space with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is like, I don't know how anything's going to sound. But, <laughs> yeah. you know. But you get a rehearsal, right? You get you get time to check it out. and We yeah. do get a tech rehearsal. Nice. I get to spend three hours just breaking celery yeah, yeah. into a microphone. Is that literally something you do? Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's How much celery do you need for the run of shows? Uh, I, well, at least uh, probably two for each show. I might yeah. put a carrot in there. Okay. Um, but uh, <laughs> at least one for each show. Yeah, cool, cool. And then, uh, you know, people... Obviously, we want people to check this out, but because it's a podcast, mm -hmm. someone could be listening to this three years from now or whatever, right? Yeah. When the show's obviously over, um, how can people find out more information about your regular work you're doing? Uh, so I, I do stand-up comedy all the time, um, and uh, you can follow me online, uh, Instagram and Twitter, at Corey Bantiasm. Okay, what does that mean, yeah? That is a, uh, a word with my name in it. Yeah, well, that the Corey part, a, I understand. Yeah. yeah, okay, you got that. Okay, you're following. <laughs> um, the other part is, uh, it's, it's like... 
a, fr a sleepless frenzy in which the okay. person dreams of sleep. It's one of those big words that I just that no one's ever used in a yeah, sentence yeah, yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I decided to use that, and that's okay. B A N. Sorry, C O R Y B A N T I A S M. Cool, and I'll link to some of the stuff in the show notes too, yeah. so people can check it out. Uh, do you have anything coming up aside from this, or is this kind of your? This all is your kind focus of my baby, and yeah. uh, and so nothing right now. But you can regularly catch me in uh, in shows at Wee Johnny's. Which is um, at 177 McDermott. Okay, cool. And we also, uh, I don't know if this is going up. Um, Just to come up real soon. Okay, there's a there's a Fringe preview show. We Johnny's on Thursday. We'll be there as well as. Oh, cool. Groups. Okay. Mm -hmm. a preview of a bunch of shows in the Fringe, or preview of a bunch of shows. I think they have like seven seven acts. That oh, are cool. Going so up. it's just I guess a short excerpt from the. Yep. From the production? Everyone does like a, a, a short bit, and it's. Uh, it's at 8 p.m. and it's free. Oh, cool. Awesome. Okay. Okay, great. That's maybe a good way to end it then. So, yeah, people should check out Commando the Radio Play. Um, again, what's the social media addresses? Uh, that's Commando TRP for Instagram and Facebook. Or, sorry, Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. And, uh, and for my own personal stuff, Corey Bantiasm. Okay, awesome. And if you want to hear more episodes of this show, which you know typically aren't about fringe plays, but you know, I, I kind of like uh, talking about something different every once in a while. So, yeah. uh, you can go to witchpolice.com. Almost 400 episodes now are there for free download and streaming. And you can also tune in on Sunday nights at midnight on UMFM, and those are older episodes that kind of get a second wind months after they originally come out as a podcast, so, I mean, by the time this comes out on the air, the show will be long over, but maybe you will have recorded it and put it up, put it up somewhere, or maybe someone wants to check out your other comedy or, or whatever, so yeah, so it, it still has a, an added boost, okay, you know, a little bit after the fact, so it's oh, kind of yeah, cool. For yeah, sure. Right on. Well, yeah, thanks a lot. That's uh, that's all I got time for here. <laughs> but uh, happy to talk to you and like good to see you again. It's been a while, and yeah. yeah, this is a really cool idea. Thank you so much. I hope it goes well. <laughs>